0: pray for us. We need your prayers here at Flat Creek. God is certainly on the move, and you know and I know as a born-again believer in the Lord Jesus Christ that any time God is on the move and the Holy Spirit is on the move, there's going to be resistance. The enemy is going to fight against the move of God. And we're going to see that in the text today that we're going to be looking at from the book of Mark chapter 14. Now you will remember where we are. We're at that moment in the life of Jesus where he's going to the cross of Calvary. He's found himself at Bethany, his refuge, his safe place, his place of intimacy with the father, study of the word and prayer and fellowship with believers. Uh, there in the last few days of his life. And it's in this place, in this house of Simon, who had a serious skin disease, that we find Jesus as Mary comes in and she breaks the alabaster jar of spikenard, anoints the body of the Lord Jesus Christ in a moment of heartfelt worship and praise, truly an amazing, amazing moment right before Jesus goes to the cross. And so here you are, you're in this room. And worship is just permeating the air. Uh, you can just imagine how everybody's probably just just in that moment there's there's probably weeping there's probably worship there's probably praise and prayer and, and the and just the the presence. Of God in the room, many of you know what that's like. You've been in that place where where you just you just pour your heart out to God, everything inside of you in heartfelt praise, in heartfelt worship. And it's just like the Lord Jesus Christ is right there in the room with you so close that you feel that you could just reach out and just touch him. And and the Holy Spirit is, is just stirring down deep inside. And the Father's blessings are just Pouring on the room and and you're just you're just there in the moment and you just one of those moments where you just kind of think to yourself. I wish I could just stay right here forever. We've all been there. If we're a believer in Christ and here we are in the text, that's what's taking place in Bethany. But as I said at the beginning of this podcast, when I ask you to pray for us, because anytime God is on the move, you can rest assured the enemy is present and is working overtime to try to kill the stirring and the movement of God. Well, that's what we see here in the text. The Bible tells us in the midst of those things going on. But some, Mark chapter 14, 4, but some were expressing indignation to one another, saying, why has this fragrant oil been wasted? For this oil might have been sold for more than 300 denarii and given to the poor, and they began to. To scold her. Isn't that an amazing moment in the life of Jesus? I mean, just consider what has just taken place, and it's in this place that that, that some in the room begin to say, What a waste! Oh, what a waste of good spikenard! What a waste of good oil! And that, that cost. So much money. Why would you ever throw it away on on such a a, a silly thing? To to pour oil on the body of the Lord Jesus Christ? Do you know what you could have done had you went into the marketplace and sold that spike nard? Do you know how many people you could have fed? Do you know how, how many... Clothes You could have put on the backs of different individuals. Did you even consider the cost of what you just did before you poured that ointment on the body of Jesus? That's the attitude that's permeating in the room. But, But what is the root of that? Where's that coming from? Well, John 13 tells us, or excuse me, John 12 tells us, one of the disciples, now... We're getting to the root of it. One of the disciples, Judas Iscariot, who was going to betray him, said, why wasn't this fragrant oil sold for 300 denarii and given to the poor? He didn't say this because he cared about the poor, but because he was a thief. He was in charge of the money bag and would steal part of what was put in it. And so now the, the root of it's really coming to the surface. So all these people are beginning to get in an uproar. But, but understand something, that there was just one in the room. There was one in the room that caused the stir. That There was one in the room that began to whisper in the ear of those who were watching the scene take place. Can you believe this waste? Imagine what we could have done with the money. And what is Judas after? Well, if she had have sold it, that would have meant a year's worth of wages in the money bag. And guess what, John said? Oh, Judas, he was already dipping down in that money bag. And he was taking money out. And what I believe at this point in the life of Judas is that Judas probably uh, had embezzled so much money at this point that things were getting a little bit scarce. And I believe in my heart that Judas knew he was about to be found out. And so he was thinking to himself, boy, this would be a great way I could have filled the money bag back up. Nobody would have ever known my sin. Nobody would have ever known the true intentions of my heart. And we're going to see this in a few moments because as we look at the text in a few days, we're going to actually see that Judas is going to sell the Lord Jesus Christ, betraying him for 30 pieces of silver. Judas in this moment is intent to put something in the money bag. But you notice how God is moving and in the background, the devil has his own. And the devil has his own who he's going to use to cause a stir. And friends, I'm telling you right now, when you are in a church and God is on the move, you rest assured the enemy is going to fight. He is going to come against you tooth and nail with the full army of Satan to destroy what God is doing. It is a known fact from scripture. It's going to happen. In fact, I'll go so far as to say if the enemy is not fighting against you and not fighting against your church, then you might want to check what's really going on. Is there really any life there? Because if he's not at work, if he's not fighting, that means he's not intimidated by you. And that means he's not worried about you fighting back against him. So he just lets you go on in complacency. Friends, if you are in a church that's alive, beware of the enemy. Keep your eyes open. Don't listen to his whisper in your ear. Instead, get in line with the Marys. Get in line with the Simons. Get in line with the Lazaruses and lay it all down to worship the Lord Jesus Christ, all oh, friends, what a text this is, and what a reminder. I pray today for you, as you pray for us. May the enemy be defeated. Remember that God says in his word, Romans 16, that he will soon crush Satan under your feet. We are fighting a defeated foe. We're not fighting for, inner, uh, for victory. We're fighting from victory. The victory is already ours. May God bless you as you walk with the Lord Jesus Christ today.